in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. So the Deshaun Watson cases situation i don't know what the right word is there um it it gets like weirder by the day at this point yesterday 18 massage therapists put out statements in support of deshaun watson defending deshaun watson uh we have had 21 women uh file lawsuits against deshaun watson for inappropriate behavior while he was receiving a massage. I what what in the hell is going on here? This is we talked about this yesterday. I'm sorry, and look, this is a very serious. These are serious accusations by the 20 women. There's no no quote about that. Uh, but a sidebar to this is you have 21 on one end and 18 on the other. When did this dude find the time? <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing to me as they continue to come forward. He must have done two things in his life: gone to practice and gone for a massage. What? When else would you have time to do this? That I mean, think about that. That's thirty-nine women in total talking about him and his, uh, you know, his behavior during massage sessions. I, I'm, I, you know, it's very serious thing. You got to take care of that first. But if you're asking me the sidebar that I'm fascinated about, it's this: that where this yeah. guy had the time to do all of this. I, I, because I can't. It's amazing. Because some of some of the women that have defended him. Like in their statement, were like I've been or he's been a client of mine since 2018 or whatever. Yeah. Like, like some of these women have been massaging him for multiple years, so it's it's not like all of them is like he just went to him once and then he was done. Like I, I there's a lot of massages. That that's way too many people to have yes. given you massages yeah. over the course of of four or five years. But here here's the other key part of this: there can be 18 massage therapists that say Deshaun Watson acted completely normal, completely fine when they gave him a massage, that does not mean Deshaun Watson didn't assault the other 21 women. Maybe he just didn't assault these 18. Like, it doesn't make what the other 21 women are saying untrue. It's like if you have a serial killer and he didn't murder somebody that he saw. Just because he didn't murder somebody doesn't mean he didn't kill all these other people. And in Deshaun Watson's case, just because he didn't assault 18 massage therapists doesn't mean he didn't assault 21 others yeah. that are saying that he did. Interesting part of the last part of the story that I find interesting, because we know about Tony Busby, the attorney on Facebook. Now that you have these 18, and they're pretty detailed statements about he didn't do anything. He wanted like his shoulders and his arms, always kept himself covered, was very quiet and nice. When you have 18 women saying that, and again, we don't, Tony Busby, you can go all levels with this guy. But as the story says, does he now feel compelled to provide a little more information than these people just saying, hey, he did something wrong here? Because wow. these 18 are pretty specific in favor of, of Deshaun Watson and Mr. I'm not going to show anything to the police because I think they, you know, I, there's a guy over there that doesn't like me. I don't know. Maybe he's got to come out with a little more for people to say, is this true or not? Well, yeah. I mean, we know Tony Busby is going to do something that involves him and not yes. the actual yeah. women he's supposed to be defending. So yeah. however he can turn this into a story about him is what he's going to do. Next question. The bears voted against the 17 game NFL schedule. 
that's a report from ESPN that it was not a unanimous vote to extend the season an extra game to 17. What I haven't quite figured out is why do you have a reason why would an owner vote against the extra game? No. But they don't like as much money as everyone else does. I mean, what, why wouldn't you? I mean, that's all this is about, right? It has nothing to do other than TV and money. So I have couldn't even guess why the Bears would say no, unless they're like, look, are you serious? We got to go play the Raiders with their free agency success? I, I mean, are you kidding me? Got to go to Allegiant and the, and the crowd and the, the free agency success? We, we got to deal with a gawk way? We can't do that. So maybe that's why they did it. I just, yeah, I, I mean... I, I couldn't think of the only reason I could think of was that an owner saying no I uh, 16 games is tradition and that's how we've done it yeah. for 30 or 40 years whatever it's been uh, like that's the only thing I could think of but that's kind of a dumb reason so I I don't know I it's not like it's a big deal because only one voted against it and it, it's passed but I just I couldn't think of a reason why an owner wouldn't do it like surely he's not sitting there saying he's worried about the player's health there's no way that's what his reasoning was right Oh, no, come on. I'm, I'm looking this up. Maybe you know the answer to this. Uh, let me look it up real quick. I don't know, but uh, is she still with us? Yeah. Um, Virginia McCaskey is still with us. Very cautious. Well, so if, I, I if appreciate your caution there, Ed. You'll, okay. Yeah. You'll know. I mean, if, yeah. Ed, you'll know She's when 98. she passes because there will be a slew of Bears fans just celebrating on Twitter, and you'll go, What? I, mean, I wonder why all these Bears fans are so happy. Well, I'm just putting, I'm trying to put a, a kind of a support to Tyler's uh, argument that, uh, you know, tradition and, uh, you know, that's the way we've always done it and old time stuff. I, I don't know if they even asked uh, Virginia, Virginia, but if they did, maybe that's what she said. She's the principal owner, right? She's the principal owner. She's, she wants to make it through one more season in the 17th game. She just yes, got, It's going to exactly. be in the winter. She doesn't know. Come on. I do believe it was her son that actually is the one that placed the vote. So I, they didn't. She wasn't the one in the meeting voting against it. But it could have been maybe. texting her. It could have been. Yeah, she's, she's fast. She she's mom? fast. <laughs> she seems like a big texter. It's mom. <laughs> oh, good God. Man, you know that's a great question. I just before we go to the next one, I just do appreciate how cautious Ed was before yes, saying. Yes. Is she dead? <laughs> well, Did no. I mean, hey, God love her. She's 98, but she's pushing the envelope. You got to check on things like that. It, it's it's a fair question to ask. I just yeah. enjoyed the on-air caution of you <laughs> yes. not wanting to state definitively whether she was alive or not. <laughs> well, and then compare that to me going, and when she does die, people will be <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next topic is uh, Cam Shelton is transferring to Loyola Marymount. Don't know who Cam Shelton is? Well, he was Northern Arizona's best player, and at least some UNLV fans were excited about the possibility that Jack Murphy, who's an assistant in Arizona and was the head coach in Northern Arizona, was going to become an assistant under Kevin Kruger and bring Cam Shelton with him. That's not going to happen because Shelton is now at Loyola Marymount. LMU. There's some interesting, uh, we talked this morning also, some interesting transfer. Tayshaun Cherry, the ASU kid, uh, who has kind of had issues getting along with people, but he's still really talented. He went to Grand Canyon. Um, so, you know, Cam Shelton to, to, to Loyola Marymount, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know all these offers. But, yeah, I mean, if there was any chance UNLV wanted him, um, you'd thought they'd be in it against LMU. But, again, I, I don't even know if Kevin Kruger had interest in Cam Shelton. 
Yeah, you would, like that. That is a good point. Like of, of all the schools that have landed some of these transfers so yeah, far, I mean, I... Cam Shelton to Loyola Marymount's not exactly one where UNLV couldn't compete. Like it's no, you know, no. You, a guy goes to what one of the D- Division two centers that UNLV offered. He committed to Kansas. Yes. Like okay, yes. all right, UNLV, you're not going to beat Kansas out for that guy. But when you see right. a guy go to Loyola Marymount, you think, yeah, UNLV. I mean. Maybe there was another reason he wanted to go there, but yeah, you know, he could could compete and probably beat out Loyola Marymount if they really wanted a guy. Great question. Thank you. All right. Here's some breaking news from Jeff Goodman. Texas is hiring Chris Beard from Texas Tech. Oh, man. But his dream job. Oh, man. Well, but his dream, you know, it was his dream job because he was at UNLV, but... He did go to Texas, so I guess it's dream job part two. Uh, the you know I I don't know if you're going home when you're in the same state and it's like you dry, get in your car and drive over, but uh, although everything within Texas is three hours apart, it doesn't matter where you are. If you say where's this place, I'm like ah, oh, it's three hours away. So um, yeah, that's a it's a great hire, man. And I my guess is uh, Texas Tech tried everything they could. I I'd love to know. If they were even in the ballpark, we don't know what he's going to make yet. Unless Goodman said on his tweet there, I haven't seen that. You saw it. Um, but I guarantee Texas Tech made a huge run to keep him. Uh, and, you know, but it's Texas, man. They have more money than God. You're not going to compete with them. Have their own network. No. Yeah, you're not competing with that. Uh, yeah, he. Um, I, we don't have any money on it so far in terms of what he's going to get paid. But, <laughs> this, ju- uh, this just in. It will be a lot. Yes, it will be it will quite be a, a bit of money. It will be quite a bit of money. So, Chris Beard. Leaving his dream job for a new dream job. Uh, Coaches shouldn't be allowed to dream. It's a great hire. That's a great, great question. By the way, on Chris Beard. Oh, come on, you guys. I know I, I've done this to you twice, but I, I just, you know, we're doing, we're doing it on the air, Jared. Come on. Um, <laughs> Coaches cannot complain about the transfer portal when people like Chris Beard exist. Not at all. I, I saw a tweet last night and i saw a tweet last night and i thought the exact same thing we've said it before do not tell me you don't like the transfer supporter when coaches can leave in the time they want now if you tell me a coach looks in a kid's eyes and says i'm gonna be here and the coach can never leave anywhere okay then maybe not the transfer portal but the most you know the most ironic thing and the most hypocritical thing are these coaches who say i don't like the transfer portal oh i got a better offer i'm gone i i i thought the exact same thing tyler last night a good friend of the show, a good friend of ours tweeted that again. No, no. If you can leave as a coach, I don't want to hear one thing about a kid trying to improve his, his situation also. Next question. All right. The Buffalo Sabres snapped their 18-game losing streak. They beat the Flyers 6-1 to last night. Our sharp bet against the Sabres and lost, obviously. Um, but the Sabres are only 22 points out of a playoff spot now. Oh, man. I felt bad for the Sharp. Yesterday, I felt really bad for the Sharp. We were all pretty confident. I think he even said, talk to you guys tomorrow. So, I mean, it was a safe, it's a, probably as safe as bet as any Sharp has had, other than, like, the guys who pick soccer favorites because they never lose. Um, so, I feel bad because, I, you know, it was one of those things where, like, uh, I mean, even at five, even at 6-1, he probably thought he had a shot uh, that the Flyers would come back. But uh, tough beat for the Sharp, man. That's a tough beat. Tough beat for the Sharp. Come on. It's tough. <laughs> Hard beat. Well, I mean, we could give him a mulligan, <laughs> but we're probably not gonna. Yeah. Next question. Here's a here's a massive soccer favor losing for you, Ed. Germany 
lost oh. to North Macedonia in World Cup qualifying yesterday. Okay, next question. Do you what? do you, do we know what North Macedonia is? I, well, I believe no. it's pronounced Macedonia, so maybe. Okay, then no, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I could, I, I don't know where this is. Is there a is there a is there a South or just a normal Macedonia? Macedonia? Like, who's oh, man, who's hope... playing for? I mean, who's playing for Germany? U twelves? Who's on that? No, team? they played their be- they played most of their best players. Wow, that's it, huge. Was, it was World Cup qualifying. North Jeez. Macedonia or Macedonia is just north of Greece and south of Serbia. I didn't. I, I didn't know this was a real place. But I, they beat Germany yesterday. Um, the the more uh, impressive fact for you is that that's the first time Germany has lost a World Cup qualifying game since two thousand and one. Wow! Just like the United States. Okay. Keeping it real. So apparently it was Macedonia until like February twenty nineteen when uh, the Greek and Macedonian parliaments decided no, you'll be North Macedonia. So there is no Macedonia. There's only North Macedonia, which would be like if somehow West Virginia annexed Virginia and all we had <laughs> left was, well, that's West Virginia, but there's no Virginia. Correct. What the hell? What are they doing over there? Okay. Well, they beat Germany and they're probably still not going to go to the World Cup because they've got to win like four more games to do so. All right. Coming up next, Bryce Hamilton is going to the NBA. Maybe. Bryce Hamilton loves Manhattan, Kansas. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Be part of the conversation on the Finley Kia text line at 69187. Finley Kia, come see a Kia on West Sahara. Darren Millard, Milzy is going to join us in about 10 minutes. Uh, but some UNLV basketball news from yesterday. Bryce Hamilton uh, is not in the transfer portal, as Ruby is very excited this morning. Uh, Bryce Hamilton. Hey, Ruby, what are you barking at? Apparently, apparently Ruby's not a fan of Bryce Hamilton. Declaring for the NBA draft, or me even saying that he is declaring ah. for the NBA draft. Wait, is this Pavlovian? Like, she's sat next to you while watching Bryce Hamilton and you just, <laughs> so she's like oh no I know that name he gets mad at that name it's actually uh my girlfriend's parents dropped off their dog because we're gonna watch her for most of the day and Ruby is not a fan of my girlfriend's parents dog oh, I thought she was gonna say not your girlfriend's parents but she's not afraid Ruby's not a fan of the parents dog no not a fan because Ru- uh. Ruby's a Ruby's a Shih Tzu very small their dog yes, is some yes. sort of Husky yes. German Shepherd mix, very oh, big, and Ruby is not a fan of that. Not good. Yeah, that so. that, that that would do it. Yeah. So, all right, wh- what the hell was I trying to say? Bryce Hamilton Bryce has Hamilton. declared for the NBA draft. So, while I try to remember what was happening, Ed, what do you think of Bryce Hamilton declaring for the NBA draft? Um, not surprised. I think I would think maybe. Excuse me, I had to mute myself there for a second. <clears throat> Man, what a day on live radio we're having. <laughs> Man, I got something not going. Um, what, wait, I what's think that to you? Are, you, are you okay? Coughing fit. Boy, it's good oh, live radio. Okay. Jesus. Here's, hold on. During the break, we also had some alarm going off at my house. All right. Do you guys want to hear no, my thoughts on Bryce Hamilton? 
Okay, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I think that he's made the right decision to explore what the NBA thinks of him. This reminds me of Matt Mitchell with San Diego State last year where he declared, didn't hire an agent, never said, well, he's coming back. And he's going to get his evaluation back, and he'll come back. And I think there's a really, really good chance that's what happens with Bryce Hamilton. Yeah, so to me, it, it comes down to what are Bryce Hamilton's priorities because I do not believe Bryce Hamilton has much of a shot at the NBA. Uh, his game is he's, he's a mid-range shooter. Like That's what his best skill set is. That doesn't exist in the NBA. He's not a great three-point shooter. He's not a great defender. So like, I don't think he has much to offer an NBA team. So I'm curious what his priorities are because Hamilton might be good enough to play in a different league in a different country. He might be good enough to make a significant amount of money playing overseas. And I'm curious what his priorities are, if that's something he would want to do, or does he simply want to play basketball in the United States? Because if he wants to play basketball in the United States, his best option next year is probably going to be at the collegiate level, which would mean coming back. Now, he he doesn't have to come back to UNLV. He could come back no, he does not. somewhere else. Yes. Um, but I did think it was interesting that Kevin Kruger, in his statement when UNLV put out a press release about this, that Kevin Kruger did say if he decides to return to UNLV, he will be welcomed back with open arms, as if Kevin Kruger was almost saying we expect him to come back and he'll have a spot yes. on the roster when he does. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. You, you, you pointed out why he's not ready for the NBA. I don't know if he'll ever be ready for the NBA with his skill set, but who knows? You can't predict the future. Like I said, others in this league, Mitchell, uh, I think Kata might have, didn't Kata um, maybe uh, yes, declare without an agent? And, and, yes. and he's, you know, he declared he's not coming back. But I mean, guys usually do it with one year left to see where they stand. And I think he'll be back at UNLV. I'll be surprised if he isn't. Now, like you said, this, I believe, well, he's not in the portal. So does this give other schools opportunities to recruit him? Or is he still not recruitable because he's at UNLV? That's... Because someone made a point to me yesterday. He's like, well, he might not go to the league, but is he, is he really going back to UNLV, or will others try to make a run at him? And I'm not sure on the rule where if you're not in the portal, but you, you declare for the draft, you can be recruited by other people? I don't sure think he that. can. I don't, I don't think okay. like uh, legally within the NCAA rules, right. but I'm, I'm sure well, there's, I mean, yeah. there's yes. you know, that doesn't stop teams. But right. so I, I, don't think, I don't think legally. Now, the, again, the timing of this would be interesting because – he has, I think, what, what's the date here? I think it's July 19th that uh, Bryce Hamilton Would has draw. until until he decides, you know, are you staying in the draft or are you coming back to college? So he's got he's got a while. We've got a few months before he has to make any sort of decision. So if he were to come back in early July, he could then go in the transfer portal in, in early July. He could come back and then say, okay, I'm going in the transfer portal and see what other schools might want me. But the, the interesting part is the timing of that because – by the time we get to early July, a lot of other teams' rosters, eh, there's there's room to maneuver, but a lot of other teams' rosters might be set, and there might not be as many options for yeah. Bryce Hamilton to transfer out of UNLV. So the timing of this will be interesting on when Hamilton makes a decision to either stay in the draft or come back to school, and then is he committed to – like, if he – is it I, – I, I, we don't know, but I'm curious in his mind, is it, hey, NBA or UNLV, or in his mind, is it – Eh, I'll see any, I'll do anything. I'll do whatever's best for me. So I'm curious how the timing works out and also exactly what he is thinking about it. I'm not even sure at this point they're planning 
to, you know, go into the transfer portal and plan to be without him. I think, like you said, reading that release, and again, good for him. You you need to do that. I mean, if you want to be an NBA player, you need to know what they're saying. And if they're saying, look, you got to do this, this, and this, uh, go back and try to do it or go back and try to improve these skills, you, 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 it, it's a great process to have that happen. When the NBA went to this where if you don't hire an agent, you get feedback, I thought it was a great process. Kids learn what they really think about them, but I wouldn't even think Kevin Kruger at this point is recruiting not even thinking he's coming back. I, I don't I, I think they think he's probably coming back and he probably thinks so that, you know, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, I think he probably realized, look, people have enough people have said I'm, I'm not ready, but why not do it? I mean, it's it's a it's it's a free a free evaluation from the league you want to play in. And you might not like the evaluation, but at least you're going to get what they think. And because I, I do think I will say this. I do think and I hope that the league because I know guys have gone through it. They're very honest, as they should be. I mean, you don't they don't skirt anything. It's like, look, you're not good at this, this, and this. And to play in this league, you have to improve those. And that's how it should be. And that's how the process should be. So I think this is a smart move by the kid to at least get that kind of feedback. I, I love this hypothetical here of a guy who has no chance going to the NBA, declaring to go through the process just to see what scouts would tell him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and again, we, we you and I talked about this. I know everyone's coming back and they're getting fans. I haven't read it. Maybe you have. I don't even know how many workouts he'll be able to go through. Now, I think there'll be some workouts now because people are kind of coming back and with the vaccines and everything. We know the premier uh, pre, pre-draft camp has always been Chicago. I don't think he's near good enough to even get an invite. I think they invite 60 guys. I don't think there's any chance he would get invited there. Um, there have been other camps in the past. You can obviously go to workout teams. They could bring four or six kids in at the same time. So hopefully he gets some workouts. I mean, I hopefully he gets in gyms with people who know what they're talking about with his pro prospects. But I, I be, I'll put it this: I think we'll both be shocked if he's not playing at UNLV next year. Yeah, I. So the the combine is happening for the NBA this season, and it is between sixty and seventy players. Usually. I don't think he gets an. I don't think he gets an yeah, invite to that. I don't think he would either. Um, and I don't think he gets drafted. It's it's more about how do pe- does anybody sell him on the idea of hey. You're undrafted. You can make a summer league roster, try to fight for an NBA spot at the summer league. And, and like if somebody sells him on that, then maybe he goes, even though that's a really tough path to actually make yes. money in the NBA. Yes. But that's really the only, to me, that's the only thing you're, you're realistically selling on Bryce Hamilton is, hey, you know, we, we, we've got a spot for you on our summer league team. Do we even know if the summer league is happening this year? And that's a good point. I don't know that. Spot. Yeah. Maybe you can fight for a spot after that, but that's yeah. that's a tough path. That's a really tough path to making a significant amount of money in the NBA uh, to go that way. And I I don't think it, I, I don't think I don't think Hamilton has good enough pro prospects that I, no. I think he's coming back. And that might ultimately and probably will be his path, but I don't think you do it a year early when you still can go back to college for a year. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think a year from now his path changes very much. Yeah, and, and I don't either. Like they're. Guys, that, that's the other part of this is guys don't usually improve their draft stock by coming back for another year. Like, it, no. it happens. There there will be guys that are juniors or seniors that weren't on the draft radar as, as freshmen and sophomores. But for the most part, going back to college doesn't really improve your draft stock because NBA teams are already drafting on potential. They're already drafting on, hey, you know, your high-end ceiling, this is what we project you to be, and going back to college doesn't usually change your actual high-end potential. A lot of times it makes it worse, to be honest. A lot of times your potential goes down because you gave him another year of, hey, he still sucks at this, he didn't get better at it. All right, coming up next, we talk to Darren Millard.
Moose, you just keep on moosing. This doesn't concern you. Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK Update with Darren Milsey Millard. <clears throat> Darren Millard, how are you, Milsey? Can I just start this beautiful session off by saying we spent a couple hours together, the three of us, with our friend Salmonash, SalmonashLot.com, yesterday, and we had uh, we had a good two hour two hour chat, and not once did the two of you brave souls ever decide to utter the name Milsey. So face to face, no Milsey. On the phone, Milsey. <laughs> I don't know if that was the time yesterday, but uh... <laughs> I, I just feel the fact that just, just like you, just the fact. Uh, I, I do I'm have a, a question. I'm a about columnist. You. What do you mean facts? Jeez, <laughs> I I do have a very important question about your name. Uh, why is your first name misspelled? Why is my first name misspelled? Uh, yeah, we. Um... Growing up, we were from a, uh, a less than affluent uh, part of uh, of Brandon, and when you uh, when you register your name, you were charged on characters, and uh, and they they made it uh, made it one less R. I don't believe this. It's uh, April first, and I do not believe you. Oh, come on, <laughs> oh, that's the second that's the second worst April Fool's joke other than Tom Brady today saying he bought a major league baseball team. Oh, really? Oh, he did that? Yeah. Yes. Mike- my kids are, are right in the mix of it, uh, midst of it right now, so I can't wait to get to get off this call and uh, and and go out and explore the April Fool's area. Oh wait, 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 wait! What are you doing to them? I'm not doing anything to them. They do it to to me. They, oh they, they god! Like oh phenomenal! Weeks. Oh my oh. god! All right, we're we're gonna have to get an update next week yeah. on what your kids did to you. Yes, yes, they they they, they enjoy oh. it quite well. This, I hope they have. Uh, I hope they can. Can you tell them to do it while you're on the radio with us right now? I, uh, I, I could. Um, I just choose not to. It's, it's like when they, my, they, 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 they have the ability to listen to me. They just choose not to. My, uh, my kids just keep asking for money, and what a shock! It's never April Fools. So I need one of those. <laughs> I, I need them say, "Can I have more money?" No, Dad. April Fools. Like I don't get uh, that part. I don't know whether your name's April or not, but I know who the fool is. <laughs> yes. Uh, Milsey, I got to ask you something. Um, we yeah, talked about ahead. it to start the show. Uh, okay, so and we, I think we've talked to you about this before. Fleury started so well this year that just given everything, there was going to be some regression because he was just out of this world to start. There's been some regression of late. Leonard has come back and played pretty well. Where do you put this This kind of – is there a battle now or is this just kind of Marc-Andre Fleury coming back like everyone thought he would because there had to be some regression? Where do you look at the goalies right now? Yeah, I don't think that there's a battle. I think it's it's going to be more of a more of a rotation. I think that the games in Colorado were the anomaly where you start Mark Andre Fleury in in consecutive games uh, in a series like that, and that uh, I look at as exactly what what uh, Pete DeBoer described it as as a reward and uh, and a message to I, I think Mark Andre Fleury a message to uh, the rest of his team that you play really well and uh, and there's no holdover. Carryover from what happened in the bubble, and you're going to be uh, acknowledged uh, for for what you did, and that was Mark Andre Fleury carrying this team and putting them in first place with uh, with Robin Leonard on the shelf. Now, now we go to uh, I, what I would uh, perceive to be more of a uh, of a rotation, and 
and uh, get through a very hectic, very crazy, very uh, challenging month of, of April. And, and you won't see any type of, I don't anticipate any type of tipping the hand of what they'll do in the, in the Stanley Cup playoffs until uh, until the schedule gets closer to the end uh, in, in the second week of May. So uh, I, I don't think that there's this is a goalie battle by any means at all. This is, uh, instead of a goalie battle, I would call it goalie survival uh, for, for what they're going to go through in, in the month of May, and they'll need both of them. Survival, Jesus. It's a goalie controversy. Look at this Just schedule. call it a controversy. Seven days. That's crazy. Listen. It doesn't happen in the National Hockey League. Listen, this has basically been a baseball schedule for the Golden Knights. Like every every night, I'm like, oh God, they play again. It's unbelievable how often yeah. this team keeps playing hockey games. There's there's day. Uh, this is my calendar. I don't know Monday to Tuesday or Thursday to Saturday at all. I just know game day and non game day. That's the only type of day that it, the days that exist in my calendar and days that I have lunch with you guys. Oh, don't you love don't you <laughs> love great. that? Those are your best yeah. days of the week. Yeah, um, those are awesome. You're very quiet though in person. Like you're oh, not I, nearly as pokey and proddy and and <laughs> uh, and snippy uh, in, in person. I only talk when I get paid to. <laughs> That's a great, that is a. I should do that more often. I know that, that my family would certainly agree with that, and Lawless would agree with that. <laughs> If you're not paying me, I'm not saying anything to you. Um, so how how often have you seen a team have one defenseman on the bench when uh, one's in the locker room, two are in the penalty box, and two are on the ice trying to kill a five-on-three? Yeah, no, not, not very often. That was a new one. Uh, that was, well, uh, back in the um, like the old Norris Division battles or, or the, those types of days of the Western Hockey League, uh, you, you saw a few defensemen um, playing forward or, or forwards playing defense because there was overcrowding in the penalty box. Uh, but but in in this modern era, yeah, that 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 was a little bit different. I knew that they were going to be uh, stretched uh, at, at times this year because of uh, uh, of roster limitations with this with the salary cap, and we saw that with thirteen of five. And if it was ever going to happen, you you would have thought it was going to be. Uh, in, in, in that regard, when they, when they went out early in the season with the with the one less defenseman, but yeah, that was that was that was different. I, I think it's it sort of just puts it into the the scrapbook for for this season. Yeah, that, that, that was a new one. Let's let's go with that. Um, uh, but but I, I call it growth growth opportunity. Isn't that how we turn <laughs> it? <laughs> Everything's a no, growth you're opportunity to, in twenty twenty one. You're supposed to panic. They're not in first place anymore. The sky is oh, falling. Right. Everything's ruined. Game in hand. Game in hand. And still have a better <laughs> points percentage than the Colorado Avalanche. It's it's still technically, technically from a points percentage standpoint, the Golden Knights are still in top spot in the West oh. Division. Hey, Colorado is on a heater right now. Yeah, and and they are just uh, grooving. And uh, let's let's wait and see. Um, what they do at the deadline, uh, they will do something with their goaltending. Uh, they have to do something with their goaltending. They can't play Grubauer into the ground, especially when he's had injury uh, concerns in the past. But uh, but I do acknowledge uh, what they're doing right now with uh, with the three line attack of their team. Actually, four. Uh, they've got some production out of that fourth line. Um, everybody is contributing, and and Nathan McKinnon's throwing helmets at people. It's, no, it's uh, great. The, yeah. it, it was an under. It was it was a Richie Cunningham. Uh, throw like underhand toss, 
Yes. But it was still yes. a, a toss of a helmet. So let's uh, uh, acknowledge what, what Colorado's doing, but uh, we still have uh, a, a long way to go here. And the Golden Knights still, in points-wise, are first place. What do you think, if anything, comes out of Chandler Stevenson's, let's say, meeting today with the league? Yeah, I uh, so just because you have uh, a meeting or a hearing with the uh, with the National Hockey League and the Player Safety Department doesn't necessarily mean that you're automatically going to be suspended. Uh, I will say this because you go in, the player says his okay, what happened? This, 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 and. Uh, I, I will. Uh, I'll be uh, totally uh, upfront here. The like, there's not a lot of leeway in what Chandler Stevenson did last night. Like, you can't say that he was reacting or or that uh, they was defending himself. Or like, the, the, it, it, the video is what it is, and uh, right. and and he got penalized for it. So, um, in in this regard, I expect that uh, that he'll be penalized, and there'll be some kind of supplemental discipline. I don't think it'll be a ton. Like he's, he's one of the least penalized players uh, in the game today, and so there's there's nothing uh, that you're going to point to his his history uh, that that says that uh, he's he's got uh, the pension for doing something like this. So uh, does he get a game? Uh, I, I would I would assume uh, expect uh, that that he would would get a game. So Cody Glass is back tonight. Yeah, that'll be the interesting one. Uh, what they do uh, in that front, and then the Ryan Reeves situation. Uh, what what his status is uh, tonight? Uh, I don't know whether it is uh, necessarily Cody Glass. I know he scored, had a good game last night and a great goal, and uh, and had a couple of uh, points in that victory. That that Logan Thompson was, in, in with all due respect, was was the, again the story uh, of the game for the uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights. But uh, I. I, they've got some. That's where the taxi squad comes in play. So you don't necessarily have to recall Cody Glass uh, for for this one. But uh, that'll be that'll be the big story this morning at the at the skate. They're getting ready for the Minnesota Wild. This is going to be a good game tonight against Minnesota Wild because they they are not happy. They're going a bit sideways right now, and the Golden Knights are, are sour about last night. So I think we're going to get a, a bit of a feisty one. Uh, explain the tweet. Teams will wear down and just not have it every night. You predicted this. Tyler was not happy at the beginning of the show when I said this. said he'd yell at you. But that you Why? predicted there's at least one blowout game a week in which club scores at least seven goals. Teams are going to wear down. Well, because we're, we're to the point where guys are, are tired. Coaches are tired. Uh, I've, I've talked to several uh, guys around the league where they're, they're fatigued and, and, and they're on the bench and not, not playing in the game. So it's it's what we're seeing now is teams are going to fall behind by a couple of goals. And if, if the, the other club gets that like four, one goal, uh, in, in the, in the first period or, or second period, uh, you're going to see coaches, uh, decide to, to rest their players and, and the players themselves are going to rest their bodies and are going to, to pull back a little bit. And you're going to see, uh, teams just not be able to bring it on that same consistency level. Not that they want to, not that they're trying to to rest themselves or, or be, be bad in a certain night, but there's, there's just going to be that fall-off because you're playing so much hockey uh, on top of all the games that you've already played, and you're going to teams are going to be much more vulnerable to, be, to have those really bad nights where you just park it. And, and we've seen it the last three weeks 
We've seen blowout, 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 blowout. And and last night was another example where Colorado just, just poured it on. Now, Colorado's had the ability to do it to almost anybody so far. And, and uh, Buffalo's been involved in a couple of these. But it's, but it's other teams, too, that... Uh, that you're just going to uh, I, let, let me put it another way in in, in our community. Uh, it's a good time to be playing the overs uh, on a lo- on a lot of these nights. Wow! See, I would, I'm not mad sense? at you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it makes sense. I'm not mad at you for that. I was. Oh. What I was going to yell at you was if you came on here and was like, "Well, the Golden Knights are going to play poorly every now and then." If you came on no. and told us that, I was going to yell at you about that. No, 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 no. I just think. Uh, that it does. It's not going to matter whether it's Washington, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Vegas, uh, like some of these top teams. You're just going to have nights where this, the star players, especially in these these top teams, uh, aren't going to be able to to bring it. And if if the coach recognizes or the players recognize they don't they go they've got it, then it's uh, then you're going to see some 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 fallback in a in a one game scenario where you just say. That, sorry, it's Phil Castle's famous for uh, for for being on the bench saying, "Guys, don't got it." Don't, and it, it, Colby Armstrong tells a great story like it's a minute and a half into the first period, it's, "Don't got it, guys." And he's like, "Phil, come on, <laughs> we, we got we got fifty eight minutes to go here." Uh, but but you know, the, we we joke about the the Phil factor, but the the reality is that it's going to be part of what's going to happen this season. Eighty two games where spread out is tough enough. What these teams are going to go through in April and May is historic, and and we're just going to the backup goalies uh, are going to be the ones that are going to really really uh, be impacted by it because they're just going to have to sit there and and suffer through it. But uh, it's it's going to be a reality, and just just keep an eye on the schedule. You're gonna you're gonna see one of these eight gate eight goal wins, uh, nine nine threes. Uh, you're gonna see one or two of these uh, a week now. All right, get out of here, Millsy. We're done with you. Later, boys. Did you guys take a cookie? Thank you, brother. Yeah, what it was, was good to see you. Yeah, it was awesome. What happened? Be good, boys. That was awesome. Take care see of yourself. See you, Darren. Oh, there's Darren Millard. Not as much yelling as I had hoped for. Good to see Darren yesterday. Yeah, debatable. We need a new sharp. <laughs> 702-364-1100 is the number. Uh, don't bet against the Buffalo Sabres or you'll lose, just like our Sharp did yesterday. So 702-364-1100 is your chance to make a pick and go on a streak. 702-364-1100 to be our Sharp. It's time to find the Sharp, brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. All right, Mike is back. Fisherman Mike, we have two Fisherman Mike, so that's not uh, descriptive enough. But Fisherman Mike is back. Mike, where would you like to go for your pick today? All so right, Mike. guys, I'm going to go 76ers, minus uh, nine and a half over Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, oh, wow. so, all right. yes, we do have the Sixers. I do see it at nine and a half. So we got you in on the road for wow. the Sixers at minus nine and a half. Is anybody playing for the 76ers anymore? What's that? They're on the road nine and a half. Yeah. I, I was just saying, is anybody healthy for the 76ers anymore? Aren't they all yeah, beat up still? I, uh, one of them's coming back, their main guy. So what, who is it? Uh, ben Simmons or somebody. He's coming back. Okay. Tonight, Simmons heard, is so. coming back tonight. Okay. All right. I, I'll believe you. I, I have not paid enough attention to the NBA the last couple of days. But okay. Right. We got you in for right. Sixers minus nine and a half. Good luck, Mike. 
Thank you. Good luck, Mikey. Put, putting it all on Tobias Harris's back to cover that. Jeez. <laughs> Good luck to you. Is, is Ben Simmons coming back? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I'm looking at the games, and, and, and Mike went strong with that pick, but uh, – and I know Cleveland's not any good, but nine and a half on the road. Good for you, Mike, if you get that one. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, by the way, so some news in baseball. And, and if you listen to the show earlier, we talked to David Roth. David Roth is a Mets fan. He was excited about Mets and opening day and baseball being here. The Mets and Nationals game has been postponed today because the Nationals oh. um, have had multiple players, to, or they, excuse me, they had one player test positive. Multiple players, though, were going to be out because of close contact. I am curious if that means there have been more issues this morning that's led to them postponing the game. So didn't wasn't Washington announced yesterday with like four or five trace guys as well? Yeah, yeah. So, like so yeah. Yesterday, and... yesterday they had one positive, and then four guys yeah. were were going to be out because they were yeah. close contacts. So, but they were still planning on playing, as far as I knew, yesterday. Uh, so I'm curious if that means there was more from the Nationals, yeah. if they had more positives or whatever issues that would be this morning. Because as of yesterday, I mean, hell, as of seven thirty this morning, they were, as far as I know, they were planning to play the game. So. Uh, they will. What are we up to? We have two games not being played on opening day because yeah. the Red Sox game is out because of weather. Yeah, Orioles and uh, Red Sox, I believe, were uh, uh, postponed due to weather. They'll make it up tomorrow. But and so it begins. We talked about this uh, with Dave in terms of uh, how normal things are going to be. So you hope this isn't a trend, man. You hope uh, teams don't start, you know, trending backwards with this COVID thing. I mean, obviously, there, there's a, a timeline here of when you get the vaccine and when you're actually, you know, supposedly immune to it or immune is maybe not the right word, but you're, you're, the vaccine's now effective. Um, but like the Astros, as an example, they left spring training, flew to Houston so their players could get vaccinated and then flew to Oakland to play today. I have to imagine this national situation, like that's got to be enough for you as a player if you're on the fence about getting vaccinated, you've get, you you get vaccinated because you might yes. be the reason your yeah. team has canceled games or postponed yeah. games throughout the season. I mean, look, personal choice, but we, we talked about it in terms of what the league has said you can do if you're vaccinated. I would think you'd have to really be a non-vaccinated vaxxer if you're not going to do this because you went through an entire season with these protocols not being able to do anything. And the league's now saying if you get 80% of your team vaccinated, we'll open up restrictions. We talked about it yesterday. You can go out on the road. You can go have dinner. You can do all these things. Like I said, you must really be against it if you're not if you're not going to get this. It, it doesn't make sense on much level if, in fact, you want to exist in a more normal you know, type of atmosphere as a baseball player. Yeah, and it's it's the perfect example in sports of sort of what, as an entire country or world, we've been dealing with for a year. The majority yeah. of things you're supposed to be doing during the pandemic is not for your own like personal safety or no. your own personal convenience. It's for everybody else. Yeah, and it's everyone around you. Like if I'm if I'm a baseball or, or any sports team, but if I'm a baseball player and. You're telling me if we get to 85%, we get relaxed restrictions, and I've got seven teammates that are being morons not getting vaccinated? I'm pissed at those guys. I'm throwing yeah. at them in batting practice. Like, I, I don't like those guys anymore. So I I would imagine this has got to be the type of thing that leads to, yeah, okay, everybody's going to get vaccinated, whether you think you should or not, because 
we can actually play our whole season if you guys all get vaccinated. 